0: May God speak to you through today's message from Pastor Ryan Loxmo. Good morning. My name is Ryan Loxmo. I'm the small groups pastor here at Parkway Fellowship. And I am really glad that y'all are here with us today as we continue in our Ghost Stories series. And uh, in this series, what we're doing is we're getting to know the Holy Spirit. And we are getting to know that He is not this ghost-like, mysterious presence in our lives. But no, He's a person who knows us personally and loves us, and is involved in our daily lives. And uh, last week, what we looked at is Jesus and his ministry, and how even though Jesus was the Son of God, God in the flesh, even he relied on the Holy Spirit for everything in his life. And so we learned that if Jesus relied on the Holy Spirit, how much more should we rely on the Holy Spirit in our lives? And today, what we're going to talk about is how we can play our parts in the Holy Spirit's plan. I'm really glad you're here. When I was in college, I was on staff at a uh, a church. Uh, I worked in the high school ministry. And one summer, we took a mission trip uh, into inner city Dallas, and we worked with uh, some kids there, uh, underprivileged kids. And uh, we put on these sports camps, and it was just a ton of fun. Uh, The students that we took from our youth ministry were having a blast. Uh, The kids that we were serving in Dallas were loving it. I mean, it was just a great time. And uh, what we would do is we would have these sports camps, and then at the end of the camp, we would gather the kids around, and then we would share Christ with them. And and it was just a a fantastic trip. And I look back on that trip, and there's so many great memories. Uh, But I remember one day in particular. uh, It was a super busy day. It was really hot outside. And the sports camp, it was like a bigger than normal sports camp, and it was just really busy. We hadn't honestly planned everything out to the degree that we probably should have. And so we're getting to the end of this sports camp, and we realized that we hadn't really talked about like, who on the trip was going to share with the kids how to become a Christ follower. And so we're like 10 minutes away from that part of it, and our team is kind of scrambling like, okay, who's going to talk to these kids? And I kind of figured like, maybe, maybe I should do it, I'm leading this trip, but I didn't particularly feel like that was something I was great at at that time. But I thought, okay, I'll just do it. And at the last minute, this guy on our trip, his name was Eric, he was a junior in high school, he said, I want to do it. I want to share Christ with these kids. "And I actually was kind of surprised, because I mean, Eric was a great guy, but he wasn't the kind of guy that I would have expected, would have volunteered for that. He didn't seem to have prepared anything or practiced anything. He was just like, I got it." And so I was like, "You know what, Eric? Go for it." And uh, I mean, I was not prepared for what happened next. Um, Eric gathered all these kids around. They're, you know, elementary school age kids. Remember, he's like 16, 17 years old. And uh, he gathers them around. And they're sitting there, and he walks over to the, you know, the big orange cooler with the ice water in it. It was really hot out. He fills up this uh, cup of water, and he walks over to the kids, and he's like, man, I am thirsty. And he just downs this glass of water, and he's like, man, it's hot, isn't it? And the kids are like, yeah, it's hot. And he goes back over there. He fills up the water again, and he walks back in front of him. and goes, man, I'm thirsty. Right before he goes to take a drink, he spits in the cup. And I'm like, where is he going with this thing? Like, <laughs> what is going to happen next? He spits in the cup, and all the kids are like, oh, my gosh, that's nasty. And he's like, what, you wouldn't drink it? And they're like, oh, they spit in it. And he goes on to explain that the cup and the water represent our lives, and the spit in the cup represents sin and that we all have sin in our lives. And that's just the way we are. And, 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 and he, goes, he goes back over to the cooler. I remember he pours out most of the cup, okay? There's a little bit left, and he fills the rest up with clean water. And he comes back, and he's like, all right. And he goes to take a drink, and the kids are like, no, don't do it. And he's like, why? And they're like, "There's still spit in there. And he uses that illustration to say, no matter how much good stuff we do in our lives, No matter how much clean water we continue to add, there will always be spit. Just like in our lives, no matter how many good things we try to do to earn our way back to God and impress him, there will always be sin in our lives. And he used that analogy to explain why we need Christ in our lives and that that Christ is the only one who can take away our sins and that Jesus gives us a brand new cup with clean water, something we could never do for ourselves. I was, I mean, I was just stunned by this kid. I mean, it, it blew me away. I thought, why wasn't this guy doing it every time? Like, why did you wait to volunteer until now? I mean, it was just unbelievable. He rocked it. And, and, and there were lots of kids that day that became Christ followers from that little talk. I mean, it was unbelievable. And I, I am convinced that the Holy Spirit supernaturally enabled Eric to do that. Uh, that, that on our team, he was set apart to do that. Don't we all want to be used by the Holy Spirit like that, in that way? You know, to be in that place where we can talk about Christ in such a way that it just makes an impact in somebody's life, and the Holy Spirit just speaks through us? Don't we want that? Uh, don't, don't we want to be able to just speak in such a way that we talk about God and it just resonates with people? Because the Holy Spirit is the one speaking through us. Don't we all want to be used powerfully by the Holy Spirit Today, we are going to start out uh, by looking at uh, two figures in the Bible, uh, two people, Peter and John, and uh, how they were powerfully used by the Holy Spirit, just perfectly used by the Holy Spirit at a time when they desperately needed it. And they were even in front of a kind of hostile audience, and everyone was looking at them. What are these guys going to say? And they were ordinary Joes, these guys. And the Holy Spirit spoke powerfully through them. You're going to be amazed at what the Holy Spirit did. So go ahead and pull out your message notes if you haven't done so already. And let's find out, how can I play my part in the Holy Spirit's plan? The first thing is, and this is your first fill-in, when the Holy Spirit leads, I will speak boldly. I will speak boldly. Now the the passage we're going to look at is in Acts chapter 4. Okay, let's look at it. It says, they had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. Okay, let's, let me give you the background of what's going on there. Peter and John were Jesus' disciples. This is taking place after Jesus had died and resurrected and ascended into heaven, and Peter and John were leading the early church. Now, the religious leaders who didn't like Christ in the first place and had him crucified, those same leaders are not too happy that the Christians are still around and that Peter and John are leading them the way they are. So they call Peter and John before them to question them. Okay, so there's some real danger here. And so let's continue. It's, they ask Peter and John, by what power or name have you done this? Preached in Christ's name. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, underline that, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, underline that, they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Isn't that incredible? I mean, the Holy Spirit gave Peter and John the words when they needed it, when they were in front of a not-friendly audience. And look, the disciples, they were not theologians. Okay, they were not like, Experienced public speakers. They were not saints with like flowing robes and halos and all that kind of stuff. No, the disciples were ordinary people. And as this passage tells us, with no education, none. Several of them were probably illiterate. And we think of them as these kind of superheroes, you know, Jesus' disciples. But Peter and John, we know, were commercial fishermen, they fished for a living. That was their job. They were not slick church pros, okay? They were day laborers. That's who they were. And look how the Holy Spirit spoke through them. And look at the results. Acts 9:31, the next verse we're going to look at. Look at the results. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria, that's basically Israel, enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers. Underline that, encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. So not only did the Holy Spirit supernaturally enable Peter and John to speak the truth and speak it boldly, he did it with a purpose. The Holy Spirit did it with the purpose of encouraging the growth of the church. He prompted people to speak boldly and he prompted people to respond when they spoke boldly. And if the Holy Spirit enabled Peter and John to speak boldly in that circumstance, he will do the same for you. He will do the same for you today. Just like he did through Eric. Uh, When you speak boldly uh, to your friends, the Holy Spirit will be with you when you talk about God with them. Uh, When you talk confidently about Christ with your coworkers, the Holy Spirit will enable you to do that. When you speak boldly uh, with someone sitting next to you at your kid's sports event, the Holy Spirit will speak boldly through you. You are not speaking on your own. When you hand an invite card out to Parkway Fellowship to somebody at Home Depot that you don't even know, which I've done too many times to count, when you do that, the Holy Spirit will be with you. That stranger you feel God is calling you to speak to, the Holy Spirit's gonna be with you. The person sitting next to you on a plane, the Holy Spirit will speak through you. Look, the Holy Spirit's plan is that you and you and you And you, and you, you, all of y'all back there, you overachievers up here in the front, y'all back there, me, all of us. It's his plan that we all speak boldly on his behalf and that we all use our unique voices to speak boldly on behalf of Christ. Look, this is where it starts. If you want to be a part of the Holy Spirit's plan, this is where it starts, is being willing to speak boldly in the name of Christ and the Holy Spirit will speak through you. And when, when he does, you'll, you'll see amazing things happen. And look, many of you have already done that. Okay? Many of you have spoken boldly and invited your friends and coworkers uh, to church or talked to them about Christ. Many of you have done that. In fact, many of you are probably here because somebody spoke boldly to you at some point. That's where it starts. If you want to be a part of the Holy Spirit's plan, you've got to be willing to speak boldly. But how else can we play our parts in the Holy Spirit's plan. What's your next fill-in? I will use the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given me to serve the church. I will use the gifts the Holy Spirit has given me to serve the church. Now, I know that that fill-in was kind of obvious, okay? I'm pretty sure some of y'all could figure that out before I even said it. But just because it was obvious doesn't mean it's not true. If it's so obvious, then... Why isn't everyone doing it? I mean, the truth is we're not all using our gifts uh, to serve the church, and that's why we have to talk about it. And it's so critical to be a part of what the Holy Spirit's doing, is to use your gifts. It is critical. And we're going to look at a couple of amazing passages here that are going to just drive this point home. Uh, We're going to look at a couple passages right now from uh, Paul's letters. Now, the Apostle Paul was an early church leader, um, and he wrote a bunch of letters. He would plant churches— and then he would move on and plant other churches. And he was basically the pastor of these churches. But he wouldn't stay at one church all the time. He would kind of rotate around. So when he wasn't at a particular church, he would send them letters and give them teaching and encouragement, that kind of thing. He was basically acting as their pastor uh, via letter. And so these are these letters, and by the way, they're real letters. These are real ancient letters. They're in the New Testament. These are books of the New Testament. Okay, so we're going to look at two of them this morning. Uh, Romans, which is a letter that Paul wrote to the church in... Rome. And then also we're going to look at a uh, letter, 1 Corinthians, which is a letter written to the church in Corinth, which is a city in Greece near Athens. But look, the topic in both of these letters, uh, in the sections we're going to look at, is spiritual gifts. Gifts that the Holy Spirit has given us to be used in the church. And and Paul uses this amazing analogy of the human body as an analogy for the church and how the church is going to work. Uh, So let's jump in. Romans 12 says, we are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. Underline that. We all belong to each other. Now, let's just stop right there for a second. You don't belong to just you. That's what this passage is saying. This passage is saying that you have a spiritual obligation to every other person in this room, and they have a spiritual obligation to you. It is God's plan that each person would use their gifts, talents, unique personality, all of it, to help everyone else here. Uh, If you sit back and do nothing and you don't use the gifts God has given you, you are ripping everyone else off. That's the truth of it. That is what Paul is saying here. Because we don't get to benefit from the gifts God gave you and the way that he enabled you to do unbelievable things. Let me give you an example. Look, if if you enjoy this church, Parkway Fellowship, it's because you enjoy the gifts that God has given the people in this church. Take the, the worship band, for example. What if our whole worship band, our whole worship team decided, we're not gonna use our gifts? Nah, that sounds like a lot of work. Okay, what if they said that? No singers, no guitar players, no drummers. We would not have been able to worship this morning. Okay, if we don't have... Kids ministry volunteers, youth ministry volunteers, you know, leading groups, and even doing all the -the behind-the-scenes stuff that makes that possible. Your kids would hate this church if we didn't have that, but instead, they love it, okay? If we didn't have small group leaders to create places uh, out in the community where we could actually get to know each other and grow in Christ-centered community and make friends, if we didn't have that, Parkway Fellowship would not be Parkway Fellowship. We have an obligation to each other to use our gifts. Look at, let's continue with the passage. Uh, Paul says, in verse, starting in verse 6, In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Underline that. God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. And then he lists a a bunch of examples. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you a leadership ability, take that responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. That is what Paul wants us to grasp, is that we all have different gifts, and it's supposed to be that way. Uh, Look at this passage in 1 Corinthians 12. He's going to drive this point home even further. And again, using the analogy of the human body, he says this. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would anyone hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. Underline that. God has put each part just where he wants it. We are not supposed to have the same gifts, all of us. We are supposed to use our variety of gifts to complement each other, to accomplish the Holy Spirit's plan. That's the biblical view. Okay, and in Scripture, there are lots of lists in Scripture um, of gifts that the Holy Spirit gives. Uh, Lots of examples, things like wisdom, the gift of faith, the gift of leadership, the gift of encouragement, the gift of giving, being generous, the gift of just being helpful. That's a spiritual gift, is being helpful. And this is my favorite one, administration. Did you know administration is listed as a spiritual gift in the Bible? Absolutely is. There are a whole host of behind-the-scenes, administrative-type roles that are absolutely a spiritual gift, and they are identified that way in the Bible. And let me just say this. The gifts that you have been given, your talents, strategies, skills, preparation, education, all that stuff that has made you successful in the workplace, in your job, do you think God gave you that stuff just to use at work? No, he didn't. He didn't. So what are your gifts? How will you play your part in what the Holy Spirit's doing here at Parkway Fellowship? Because the Holy Spirit is clearly at work here. I mean, there, there is no denying that. I mean, let's just talk about it for a second. I mean, Pastor Mike, unbelievable preacher. Pastor Adam is pretty cool. At least he thinks he is. Look, we've got, st- <laughs> we got a lot of stuff going for us, okay? Look, kids, youth staff, amazing. But the truth is, we're not that great, okay? The staff here, we are not that great. There is no way on earth we could have made this church grow the way it has on our own. There's no way we could take credit for it. It is beyond human effort, and I'm about to prove it to you. Look at this. The park started 10 years ago. There were 47 people here, including kids, Today, in an average month, there are around 4,500 different people who come to this church. 4,500. Okay? I've been on staff here for two years and three months. In that time, the church has doubled in size. Doubled. Okay? Doubled. Outreach Magazine is the national trade magazine for churches, church growth, all that kind of stuff. They do all kinds of scientific studies. And for the third year straight, Parkway Fellowship is on the list of the top 100 fastest-growing churches in the nation. Three years. You know what number we are this year? 34. This church is the 34th fastest-growing church in the United States. Period. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And please hear me. I am not bragging at all, Okay. That proves that the Holy Spirit is encouraging the growth of this church because there is no way we could have accomplished that in our own strength. There's no way we can take credit for it. No way. It is evidence of this, that the Holy Spirit is working powerfully through all of you and your diverse gifts that he has given you and the way that you are serving this church. That's what it's evidence of. And the Holy Spirit has now given us a vision of how to continue growing this church Uh, in reaching this community. And that's through adding another campus. If you've been here recently, uh, you know that Parkway Fellowship on February 9th is going to be launching another campus of Parkway Fellowship. It's gonna be one church, we're one church, but we'll be meeting in two locations. Uh, This uh, new campus is gonna be called Parkway Fellowship North. It's gonna be located north of I-10 in Old Katy. And this campus is going to be called the West Park Campus. Because 1093 out here uh, eventually will be the West Park Tollway. But look, Pastor Mike, a couple weeks ago, uh, he preached a message all about what that's going to look like and the vision and strategy. It's unbelievable. If you missed it, uh, you can get that on our podcast or you can listen to it. Uh, on our mobile app. But he talked all about how we're going to be one church. It's going to be the same exact uh, kids and youth programming over there, small groups, music live. The whole thing will broadcast the messages. Uh, so Pastor Mike will be able to, you'll be able to hear him at either campus. And uh, it's going to be unbelievable. Uh, and actually, on that note, tonight in this room at 6.30 is an informational meeting about our, our campus launch. So if you're interested in learning more, asking questions, possibly being a part of the launch team, you can come here tonight at 6.30. But look, All that to say, for Parkway Fellowship to function as a body, like Paul talked about in these passages, to launch a new campus, to maintain this campus, we are going to need to leverage the full capacity and diversity of gifts in this church. That's how it works. That's how the Holy Spirit designed it. That's how he designed it. So if your gift is serving others, if that's your gift, join our hospitality team. Serve donuts, you will be the most popular people in this church. I guarantee you, okay? If your gift is encouragement, join our prayer team. If your gift is giving, give, okay? If your gift is administration or one of these other kind of behind-the-scenes roles, we have a ton of places you can serve. You can help reset this room between services. You can help prep the kids and and youth, uh, the the kids' uh, groups on Wednesday and uh, on Sunday mornings. You can serve in our sound booth back there. We have a whole host of behind-the-scenes roles that you can play that are absolutely critical. If your gift is kindness, join our greeter team, okay? Not the parking lot team, though. Those guys are tough. You don't want to join them, okay? Look, there (laughs) there are tons of ways that you can serve here at the park, regardless of your personality type as well, okay? Regardless of your personality type. And while we're on this, let me, let me just talk uh, for a minute about uh, one role in particular because I think it's, it's, it's a great illustration of what we've been talking about this morning of the Holy Spirit working through all of us together, and that's small groups. I want to talk to you for a second about small groups. Many of you started coming to this church this fall, and so I want to talk a little bit about our church and, and the place of small groups. We do two things at Parkway Fellowship, two. We do Sunday mornings, which is happening right now, and we do small groups. Everything else happens in small groups. We have small groups for kids, youth, and adults. I mean, it is the core of what we do. It's the way that we uh, make friends and and make friends that are going to be in Christ-centered community. Uh, We grow uh, deeper in our faith because we just cannot do that satisfactorily on Sunday morning. With so many people here, it just doesn't work like that. That's why we say we're a church of small groups. It's not just something we do on the side. It's central to what we do and who we are. And, and one of the beautiful things about small groups, again, is what we've been talking about this morning. It isn't dependent on a few experts to lead this thing. It's dependent on all of you using the gifts the Holy Spirit has given you to lead groups in our church. So we're not looking for experts. We're not looking for people who are super outgoing and extroverted. It's our job to train you how to lead groups. And we have people, all different personality types, all across the spectrum, who lead groups for kids, youth, and adults. I mean, it's unbelievable. We've trained all kinds of people who are like, I am so not a small group leader. Like, I could never do that. But they say, I'm willing, let's give it a shot, and they're unbelievable. They're unbelievable. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that play out. And so right now, we're in the season of Parkway Fellowship. Where we're already starting to look forward to the spring and think about, you know, who would like to lead a small group uh, in the spring. It'll, it'll kick off in February Um, And we would love to talk to you about that, about leading a a group for our kids or our youth or our adults. And I'm telling you, we're looking for extroverts and introverts and everything in between. Okay, so if you think you know, like, the personality type of a small group leader, you're probably wrong. Because it's way more diverse than you think. But some of our best leaders, they really didn't think they could do it. But they were willing to be used by the Holy Spirit to do some amazing things. And they have. Look, we all want to be used by the Holy Spirit. We all want to play our part in building God's kingdom. We have to play our parts. Just like Eric played his part on our mission trip, just like Peter and John played their part speaking boldly way back then and, and allowing the Holy Spirit to grow the church through them, uh, just like the, the millions of people, Christ followers through history, that have played their parts that allow us today to be Christ followers just like so many of you in this room are already playing your part. And we're so thankful for you for doing that. It's time for all of us to play our parts, all of us, and to function as a body. So now let's take some steps to make that happen. I want you to go ahead and pull out your connection card. And I want you to hold it right next to your uh, message notes. And I want you to check a next step or steps that you're willing to take Based on the message today, and I want you to check it on the card, but check it on your notes as well, because you're going to hand this card in in a second. But you'll you'll take your notes home with you, and that way you can remember what you committed to. How about this first one? I will be obedient when the Holy Spirit asks me to speak boldly. That's where it starts. I'll be obedient when the Holy Spirit asks me to speak boldly. Two. Send me a list of ways to serve at the park based on my gifts. We'll send you a a document that's got all the ways you can serve here at Parkway Fellowship and it's divided by gifting. And so you can look at it and say, oh, I think that's me. You know, that makes sense. I'll I'll serve in one of these areas. Uh, Check that box. We'll send that list to you. How about this next one? Sign me up to lead a small group at the park. If you want to lead a small group here at Parkway Fellowship for kids, youth, or adults in the spring, they won't start meeting until around the beginning of February, check that box and we'll get in touch with you and give you the information you need. We'd love to have you on our team. How about this next one? Send me more information about leading a small group at the park. If you are interested but you're like, oh, I'm not quite there yet, check that box. We'll get in touch and we'll, we'll answer any questions you have about that. We would love to talk to you. How about this next one? I will attend the North Campus Info Meeting tonight at 6.30 p.m. That's in this room. If you want to hear about what the Holy Spirit's doing in this church and the direction and future of it, be here. Uh, it's unbelievable. You won't want to miss it. How about this next one? I will memorize Romans 12, 5b. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. That is a great, great verse to memorize. How about this last one? I want to become a Christ follower for the first time in my life. You know, if you've never uh, invited Christ to be a part of your life and to save you, uh, he loves you, and, and, and he, he's literally waiting for you to do it. Uh, just like Eric's illustration with the, the spit and the cup and all that, it's true. We all have sin that, that we cannot uh, get rid of on our own. It takes uh, uh, G- Christ's sacrifice on our behalf and us asking him to save us, and then it'll go away, and we can, we can have a relationship with God in this life, and we can spend eternity with him in heaven. Uh, there's a sample prayer right there at the bottom of your notes. If you've never prayed a prayer like that before, I'm going to give you uh, a moment uh, here in a second where you'll be able to pray that prayer and become a Christ follower. But also, if, if you plan on praying that prayer, check that next step because we'll send you some free stuff in the mail uh, to help you uh, in your new life following Christ. But what I want everyone to do right now is to bow your heads, look at your connection card. Everybody in this room, bow your heads right now. Look at your card. And I want you to uh, take a few moments and do business with God and ask him to show you by his Holy Spirit how to follow through on these steps and what he wants to do in your life and the part that he wants you to play. And if you, if you want to become a Christ follower for the first time, pray that prayer at the bottom of your notes uh, during this time as well. So now uh, take, take a couple of moments. Holy Spirit, we uh, we just thank you that you are here with us in this room, and that you are a part of our lives. Holy Spirit, as we uh, enter into a week when we think about what we're thankful for, we just thank, uh, we just are so thankful for you and and what you're doing in our lives and in this church. And I just pray, God, that you would just show us what it means to play our parts in what you are doing. Thank you, Lord. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com or facebook.com slash parkwayfellowship. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more. It is available both in the Apple App Store and Android's Google Play.